River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. I am Dan here along with Eric. Eric, say hello. What's up, everyone? It is just us again, like I said yesterday. James cannot be with us until our Friday episode, so keep an eye out for that when we do our parlay picks. For now, though, as we talked about yesterday, we did secure the number one seed in the NFC. So, in theory, that means that this next game kind of sort of doesn't matter, really. Um, Unless we want to do some stat padding or anything like that. But we have decided to explore this a little bit, kind of talk through our thoughts on how important it is to get certain players out there versus resting other players. We know Christian McCaffrey is definitely not going to be playing with his calf strain, and Ambry Thomas is definitely not going to be playing with his. He's getting a, a thumb surgery that should be okay for him to play, probably with a club hand if not some sort of extra padding around his thumb by divisional weekend. But Ambry Thomas is getting a thumb surgery. Um, outside of that, we got out very healthy against uh, the commanders. Thank God. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll open the floor to you um, with this and your thoughts on how you think that we should approach uh, handling the Rams in week 18. Well, I don't think this game is going to matter to anyone if I'm, being honest, um, I think, I mean, yeah, the Rams clinched the playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're locked in as the number one seed. The Rams have clinched a playoff spot. They're either they're sixth right now. I think um, I'm gonna look that up. Uh, all I was just saying, Dan, was I think the Rams are the Rams are either sixth or seventh, um, and I can't tell based on just looking on the ESPN site how that breaks down and quite honestly, whether or not they care, whether or not they're sixth or seventh to me, I don't know that that really matters. Do you really care if you play Detroit or you play Dallas? I don't know that either one of those teams make, makes much of a difference to me, honestly. Um, so I think it's quite possible that both teams sit people in this game. I mean, I think if I'm the Rams and I have a bunch of guys who could use some extra rest and, could recover from some injuries i might just sit my guys this game too this could be a game of just a bunch of backups doing a bunch of nothing <laughs> i i i agree we should be very delicate with certain people um the rams i don't i can't possibly imagine that uh their position is going to change that drastically like the winner of the NFC East is more than likely going to be the fifth seed like i feel like the fifth seed is locked in it's just a matter of Dallas craps the bed or if they win and win the division, because that's what they are. They're win and win the division. Yeah. So if the, so if the Eagles are fifth and then the seventh seed, um, Oh uh, crap. Who's the, who is green Bay currently the seventh seed? Green Bay is currently the seventh seed. So the Rams are nine and seven and the Packers are eight and eight. So if the Rams will just say sit everyone, they would finish at nine and eight. And if the Packers win, they would also finish at nine and eight. So they'd have the same record. I don't recall them playing head to head this season. They would have the same record. Uh, well, I guess 
their record within the division would be the same. Their record within the conference would be the same. Their strength of schedule would be the only one that I have no idea how to calculate out to know if that would be what it would rank. But the Rams have a pretty significant percentage difference in strength of schedule on them now. So I guess I would assume that they would maintain that. Mm-hmm. So the Rams might be locked into sixth. So, okay. I feel, yeah, it's it, just at face value. It sure seems like that's what the case is, which means that they will Detroit's more or less got the third locked in. So really they're, they should, I'd be shocked. I mean, they, they obviously want to play us and they're, some players are going to care about the the regular season record. Still, I personally I don't care about the regular season record anymore. Like at least at this specific point, like in the regular season, cool. We've beat you eight times. Like whoop de do. <laughs> I kind of got my mind on other things right now, like making sure we're healthy when we play in two weeks in the divisional round. I think they're going to be more worried about making sure that they stay healthy when they have this Matthew Stafford and Lions reunion, which is which seems like the inevitable game that's going to happen between the two of them. So, yeah. Which, yeah, by the I way, mean, the... I am so excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I reality really of, the reality of things is that you're very likely going to have three teams that finish 12 and five. Or your the reality is you're very likely going to have four teams in the NFC finish 12 and five. Niners, Cowboys, Lions and Eagles are all likely going to finish 12 and five. And the Niners are going to win the number one seed just based upon all the tiebreakers and all the different scenarios that that show up. So I mean, you know, the record Thank God is we kind of whatever the record Dallas. is. Thank God we beat both Dallas and Philly because that's the key and why we got number one. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So because I mean, you know, Dallas plays the Commanders. I mean, they should win that game. That's pretty obvious win for them. Uh, the Lions play the Vikings, so that could be kind of tricky i mean you don't really know what to expect out of minnesota week to week could be the nick mullins show again who knows um they should know. be able to handle that they should yeah uh eagles and the giants i mean the giants just gave the eagles a run for their money a week ago so who knows what's going to come out of that but it's really irrelevant i don't know that the eagles i yeah i don't know that's Do such they a 50 50 game yeah i mean you know so and then you have the whole dilemma of, um, you know, if you look at the schedule of when they play, so they should have done that all correctly. Uh, let me get to it here. Let's say they the should schedules. all be playing. Yeah, I'm just trying to look. Yeah, Dallas plays in the afternoon. Philly plays in the afternoon. So, but you have to think too that teams are going to be scoreboard watching, right? So, I mean, if I'm the Eagles and I'm scoreboard watching the Dallas game, and I see Dallas is up 20 at the end of the third quarter, okay, I'm probably just sitting my starters, right? Because the likelihood that Dallas is going to lose to Washington by 20 points in the fourth quarter is pretty slim. So let's just rest my guys and give up. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's all these weird implications for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a fair point. I didn't really think about it like in that regard so much when we were talking about the schedule dropping before because um I was I was just thinking about like who the most enticing like we I mean I was we were we were right because we both called that the game for the NFC or the 
AFC. Oh yeah, that was a no-brainer. Whatever, whatever division Bills and Dolphins are in, like no, that of course was going to be a Sunday night football game. I feel like most, even moderate NFL fans, could see that one coming just because of the free fall that the Dolphins have been in versus the very convenient late surge that the Bills have been on. Like, of course, that's going to that should be the 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 primo matchup. I was personally very surprised until I thought about it, and it's a win and in for the Texans at the Colts. I'm very happy that it is in the spotlight now, but at first I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, really? But then no, like Jacksonville's getting in basically no matter what. No, they are getting in no matter what. They have a playoff berth. It's just a matter of if they're the wild card or not because they should be Tennessee. They should be the AFC South champions. But if they throw up all over themselves, that becomes the AFC championship. So, or AFC South championship. So that... Now it makes more sense why that's the Saturday night primetime game. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, how this all plays into our, how this all affects our game. Um, oh, how do you one think? Other, fit, one other twist to that, Dan, before you get to that. So Detroit and oh, Minnesota sure, yeah. play in the one o'clock game, right? So if Detroit loses to Minnesota in that one o'clock game, then the Dallas and Philadelphia games are irrelevant because Dallas can't go lower than the number two seed at that point in time. And so they have no reason to play any of their starters. And then therefore Philly has no reason to play any of their starters. So, I mean, it all cascades out at some point in time. So that Detroit one o'clock game versus Minnesota doesn't really sound like it would be necessarily all that critical, but if Detroit loses that game, then that just sets off a chain of events for those afternoon games where Dallas and Philly are now no longer really going to play their starters and have no need to play anybody. So, I mean, it all just it, it changes the complexion of everything that happens. So, but anyways, uh, to get to the point that you were trying to get to, uh, we need to decide and talk about who we think should sit for the 49ers in this game. Uh, and get a little bit of extra rest and take advantage of this week 18, uh, basically a buy that we have since we have everything locked up and the number one seed and everything like that. So um, went ahead, uh, pulled up the depth chart, and uh, we're just going to go through, I think. Um, I don't know if we want to do it position by position or just go through and pick individual people. I'll kind of wait till Dan pops back on here. Um, and let him uh, sort of decide how he wants to do this. Um, I know I have my thoughts on who who I would sit, <laughs> a.k.a. as many people as humanly possible, because I'm terrified of injuries. Um, that would be the worst thing to happen uh, in my mind, would be to have people play in this particular game um, and get injured going into uh, the playoffs especially at critical and crucial positions, because that's just something that we don't need. We've been very fortunate, uh, knock on wood, uh, this entire season to avoid catastrophic injuries um, at key positions. We just got uh, McCaffrey hurt with this calf injury here in this last game that would have kept him out um, of this uh, last game of the season here if we needed to play it. Um, Fortunately, we don't. Um, and he can spend an extra week getting healthy. And then fortunately, you know, we can skip that wild card round and he doesn't have to uh, get healthy for that round either. Um, but uh, otherwise, you know, you can quickly see how this could add up and be uh, very detrimental very quickly. So 
Um, I think, you know, I'll start off uh, for me personally um, with the easiest example uh, of somebody that I don't want playing in this particular game, and that's uh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> I don't want Brock to see that. Well, you know what? Let me backtrack a little bit. Um, there was a, a clip today that went around uh, on social media of Debo. He's on a show called Up and Adams out in the Bay Area. Uh, apparently, it makes a weekly uh, stop on that show. And he was very insistent that uh, the starters are playing. Uh, he said that they are ripping and ready to go and that, uh, you know, they felt that they were going to be out there, probably wouldn't play uh, the whole game. He kind of conceded that point, um, but he did say that they were going to uh, play part of the game. Um, I know that there's no love lost uh, for the Rams uh, on the 49ers sideline, so I'm quite sure that they would like to uh, still get the victory. Uh, I think they have a number of victories in a row in the regular season uh, over top of the Rams, and I think they'd like to keep that streak alive. I think that means something to them. Um, I don't know that that means <laughs> nearly as much to me um, or to them uh, as it would in terms of getting further and deeper into the playoffs and to the Super Bowl and possibly winning the Super Bowl. Um, so as much as Debo <laughs> says that he's going to be out there and that he and some of the other guys are going to play this weekend, um, I don't know that that's going to be beyond just one play, two plays, a series, something like that. But um, I think Debo might have bigger and grander pictures of how much he thinks they're going to play than what Kyle is actually going to have him play. So, Dan, welcome back. Yes, sorry. My internet has just gone to hell lately, and I don't know why. I'm not recapping exactly everything that you said there, but um, who are you? Um, who had you spoken about already? You know what? I hadn't spoken about anybody. I was just getting started, and then I, I went on about uh, the, uh, the Devo appearance on Up and Adams and how he was talking about how he was saying that the starters were going to play and how I thought that was a terrible idea. <laughs> I... I, I agree to a certain extent. Like I've heard some, I, I was listening to Matt Mayoko talk about it and um, the, 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 the size of the roster, like it's not really feasible for us to sit everybody, especially your sure. defensive line. We can only sit so many of the defensive line. And like, if we sat chase, I don't imagine we're going to sit chase. Uh, but if we sat Bosa and then Hargrave, I mean, we kind of need to work with everybody else. Um, we're not going to bench Kinlaw. We're not going to bench Gregory. But so that got me really thinking about like who all like we should really consider like benching the whole game or at least half the game. Like we already know Christian's going to be out and we know Thomas is going to be out. Um, okay. Let me, let's just, let me, do you want to just go through the depth chart position by position or do you want to just pick people? I was going to say, let's start one side of the ball than the other, like offense and then defense. Um, okay. On offense. There's no way Purdy On offense, field. tell me if you have any just. <laughs> There's Purdy, no way Purdy I could see Purdy like preseason. Like, I agree he shouldn't, but I could see Purdy doing like a preseason, like a couple series and then he's out or maybe the first half and then he's out. No, I, I agree. He shouldn't play. No, but he is. He is so fundamentally important. He is the, he is, I mean, I'm going to say 
this is tough to do because McCaffrey is so good and so critical and so key as well. But Purdy is the most important person on this roster. There is no reason to put him in a game. We just talked about this a little bit on the previous pod. There is absolutely no reason to put him in a game where there's nothing to play for and that has absolutely no meaning at all whatsoever for Rams players, for some second and third string Rams players to come in and think they're going to make a name off of taking a shot on Purdy. No thank you. Sit on the sidelines. Don't even have a helmet. You're not playing. So it's going to be Darnold and Allen. I mean, I, yeah. I, I do agree with you. I do think that Purdy should sit. I just, I could see Kyle wanting to like trot him out for a little bit. I really hope to God he doesn't do it because I'm on. He, I am on your side. If he does, it's handoff city, my man. You're not even dropping back for a pass. It's handoff, 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 handoff. I don't even care. No passes whatsoever. Handoff city. Right. But he should not see the field. Let Darnold go out there and play. Let Allen go out there and play. We probably have a practice squad quarterback. Let him go out there and play. I don't care. Purdy <laughs> should not see the field. Because right. I, we just we just proved last season that we're a Purdy injury away from this all going to shit. Now, I think Darnold is a much better backup than the corpse of Josh Johnson was last season, obviously. But we're still not getting to the Super Bowl with Sam Darnold. No, I agree. So I think with that, the running backs. Um, let's keep. Let's put Kyle. Let's put use check in there too. Would it? Um, I don't know. Elijah Mitchell has just had so many fluky injuries. Would you rather he be set too, and then we just write JP Mason and like Jeremy McNichols or Ty Davis Price? No, I would play Mitchell. It's fine. You're gonna have to play. You're gonna have to play people. So you're gonna have to put him out there. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think use check. I'm not that scared about Uzcheck being out there, so that's pretty simple. What so about I would so mm -hmm. I would I would minimize what Uzcheck does would be would be what I would do with him because again he's a very important cog in a lot of the things that we do. He goes like unseen and unheard, but he's so key and so essential on a lot of the running plays and a lot of the things that we do. So I would probably dress him, but I would probably run a lot of just one one back sets. I probably wouldn't have him out there blocking for a lot of people. Wouldn't have him out there running routes like he does sometimes. I would just be like, eh, you know, you're here in case we happen to need you, but you're probably not going to play a whole lot. Yeah, no, completely agreed. Um, more special. I would, more I would have Dwelly, if he's healthy, play the fullback role. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about Dwelly. I don't know who the direct back is. He the direct backup to use check? I, I don't think so. we have a fullback. Okay. Well, thinking of the other skill position players, um, the tight ends, I mean, yeah. I mean, if they, I think Kittle's going to fight to play a little bit, but no, I wouldn't mind if we got, um, we got I'm, backups behind Kittle. There's I'm no not, reason for Kittle to play. I am not playing Kittle in any way, shape, or form. Not a chance. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers, though, would you want? Do you think uh, Debo for sure needs to be because he's we've seen him get injured already? I just call it superstitious. I'd be scared to see Debo get hurt again. Brandon, I I think Brandon's a tough cookie, but then again, I say that and then he breaks his ankle in this game. Uh, we ride the wide receivers with uh, 
Tay Martin and Ronnie Bell and who would be um, Ray Ray's not necessarily back yet. Uh, Danny Gray. <laughs> well, he's on IR still. So we didn't open his pro- practice window yet. I don't think so. Uh-uh. So the problem oh, with thought- the problem with receiver is that we don't have a lot of receivers. <laughs> right. So because just, just take it kind of easy on them, like don't target them that much necessarily. Because Jennings is still uh, in concussion protocol. Oh, Ray Ray, crap, that's right. Ray Ray hasn't cleared yet. Um, Gray is still on IR. So you really just have Ronnie and Chris Conley, who actually got a lot of playing time in that Washington game, which was interesting. Um, Kyle really so, likes Conley. Yeah. So you really only have those two guys to play wide receiver. Now you could call some people up from the practice squad. I need to find out who's on the Niners practice squad. It's Tay Martin and Willie Sneed. And um, I thought they let uh, Sneed go. Didn't they they bring him back? No, he got re-signed to the practice squad. We just had to waive him because he was on the active roster. Like he was fully on the active roster. And then we waived him after the Baltimore game. Like literally that next morning. Um, So that was just more procedural cutting. Um, I think that's who we have though, but yeah, I think just by necessity, we're going to end up needing to play them, but I think we might just take a very run heavy approach just to minimize their risk. Yeah. So, I mean, you could call up, yeah, you could call up Sneed. You could call up Martin. You could call up Isaiah Winstead. I don't know. Like, oh, I thought I, we cut him. I don't know. I just pulled up something. This is probably not super accurate. <laughs> uh, the, uh, shockingly enough, there's not a lot of internet uh, out on, you know, Niners practice squad. Um, right. I I would personally not play Debo and Ayuk a lot if I had to play them at all. And if I had to play them, I would probably not throw them the ball. So yeah, just be they very, would just be, very sparing with them. They would just be running routes to run routes, and that would be the extent of it. And I would still be just terrified that they're running routes. So I would probably just run a lot of two-man routes with Conley and Bell. <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what to say, but I mean, I just wouldn't put them out there. There's no – I wouldn't want to do it. So, Yeah, I – I mean, the guys are going to want to, but it's it's going to be finding that balance. I think Kyle's going to find that balance of, like, not let them get too rusty because really, like, two and a half weeks off, that's a really, really... If they didn't play, what, like, two and a half, almost three weeks, that is a really, really long time. So you don't want them to get rusty. But, you know, at the same time... I'm not... I guess I... I'm, I... I'm not one of those guys that really believes in rust that much. I mean, I think these guys are all professionals. They're all, all pros. They're all veterans. These guys have all been in the league for a while now. Um, we're, you know, 20 weeks into the season at this point in time. I don't think that you get rusty as a professional playing football. I just don't, I don't think that you, I don't think that you do. I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not a high level pro athlete by any stretch of the imagination and i mean i can go out and i can hit a softball pretty effectively after not playing softball for months on end so i have to feel like these guys are still practicing daily i mean i have to feel like they're still going to be good to go you know what i mean 
Oh no! I understand like, what you mean. I'm always personally going to err on the side of health and rest and recovery versus going out and just getting some work in so that, you know, playing some live competition so that we don't feel rusty. That just doesn't, that doesn't work for me. I'd much rather that everybody just be healthy as healthy as you can be 20 weeks into the NFL season and feeling good about themselves and ready to go than I would sending them out there for a half and something happened. I mean, you just can't, you can't take a risk with any of those. You can't take a risk with any of those guys. I mean, they're all just so critical and so crucial to what the 49ers do. Uh, you know, just losing, losing any of those guys at those skill positions. I mean, we saw how we saw what happened when we lost Trent and Debo earlier in the season, you know, we went through the Midwest collapse and things went to shit. So, I mean, I just don't think that you can, I don't think that you can take that risk with those guys. I think you have to sit them. Having caught the gist of what you're saying, I do. <laughs> I, feel, I I understand where you're going. I understand where you're coming from. I would, I would love to see that be the case too. If we could just sit everybody like all these guys, I, I'm just, I'm preparing to see them go out there a little bit and we're just taking that risk. I'm preparing myself for that. That's all I'm meaning. I am agreeing with you though. I wish we can sit all these guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I didn't sit here with like a, a depth chart marker and like, you know, check things off because you know, you got to have a 48 man roster. Right. So, I mean, you've got to, yeah. you're going to have to, while I'm saying sit these guys, mathematically, I understand that you can't technically sit all of them. You're going to have to dress some of them, but just not, play them in my mind or like i said like oh okay yeah you know ronnie bell's been out there running routes uh for the past 20 minutes hey Ayuk, can you go out and give ronnie bell a breather no we're not going to throw you the ball and i just want you to run a real casual <laughs> just straight go route nothing fancy no cuts no curves no nothing i just want you to run straight up the field have speed and we're going to throw it to the other side of the field. <laughs> I don't even want right. you to block anybody. <laughs> Just you're over there as a decoy. Like I don't, that's it. You know, I mean, and then, you know, Oh, what? That's fine. Now we'll put Debo in Debo. Uh, you're going to just, you're going to just take two steps forward and you're going to stop like you're getting a screen pass, but we're not going to throw it to you. <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> um, I guess to wrap up offense, I, the only, and then we can go through defense fairly quickly. I feel like, um, but yeah. anyway, the last, the last position on offense, Trent a hundred percent needs to be sat. And then Banks, oh, yeah. I feel like is just, and then Banks, I think is just going to be sat because of his uh, toe. I don't know if we really need to. Brendel's been very durable. Uh, Buford could use the experience, try to get back in the form that he was last year, even though Feliciano's kind of unsat him. And then uh, Minkovitz, I mean, he's been doing okay. He's been more consistent than McGlinchey, I think. But um, I don't think we can or necessarily need to sit him either. Like, I think I think the offensive line is just going to be rotating everybody except for 
Banks and Williams. Like, there's no reason for Trent to play, especially. And then Banks is hurt. Otherwise, I don't. I don't think we need to sit anybody than those two that probably are already going to be sad. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Trent definitely needs to sit. Trent should not be in the game at all either. Please don't play Trent. Trent should not play. And then, yeah, if he uh, repulls the groin again, then it's a. If if he repulls the groin, like, if we want to split hairs, Purdy, Williams, and CMC is the most important person on the offense. I would put Williams number two, honestly, if not number one, because we saw what the offense is like without him, and it's drastically different. Yeah, yeah, and then, um, uh, you know, if Bank, if it, we don't really know the extent of Banks' pulled toe, which I'm gonna make <laughs> fun of again, uh, but uh, you know, if they think that he would really benefit from you know getting a, a week or two of consecutive rest, uh, and you know, not being on that toe, then by all means, sit him, but. Really, you're only going to sit those two guys, and that's it, because you just need linemen to play. So, Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it'll be beneficial for those guys just to have the experience, too, because, I mean, yeah, the Ravens was a blowout, but it would be good to see them like uh, in a not-necessarily-blowout scenario, necessarily. Well, I mean, we have to see how the game goes. But, um, yeah. but anyway, on to the defense. I don't really – I don't know. I'm uh, – just because my internet, I'm a terrified of my internet. I can just rattle off a couple names off the top of my head that I feel confident are going to be set, but I'll also make the case that they should be set. Uh, Greenlaw, just because he's very easy to get banged up. I, If it, we do have to pick between Warner and him, like if it is a coin toss in the scenario in my head, I'd rather sit Greenlaw and let Warner be out there sparingly. Bosa needs to be sat for sure. And then... I don't know if Gibson really needs to be set. Uh, Jair Brown, maybe depending on how healed he is, he might be I don't think out he'll play. just because I don't think he'll play either. I don't know if he's going to be healed enough from his knee sprain, but I think regardless of his knee sprain, he shouldn't play anyway, just because it probably is going to be tender anyway. So yeah. let Logan Ryan and Tashawn Gibson take care of it. Um, honestly, otherwise, like, if you make an argument for Fred Warner, I'm not going to fight against it. I just, in my head, I just think between Warner and Greenlaw, at least one of them needs to be out there. Maybe just kind of hop between the two of them. But Greenlaw just gets hurt so often and just his style of play opens him up to injury. I would really hate for him to get hurt in week 18. And then Bosa, yeah. we just, Bosa's the player, the defensive player of the year. I mean, Bosa really is still the heart of our defensive line. I can't, I can't honestly think of anybody else off the top of my head unless you can. Well, I mean, so again, I'm going to qualify this as when I say that these are guys that I would sit, you know, I'm I, I'm saying, you know, they're probably still going to have to dress. I just wouldn't play them if I don't have to, because um, you can't just scratch all these guys. But I would probably sit Young, Hargrave and Bosa. We have a plethora of defensive. Hargrave, we yeah. We don't need any of the three of them to play. Farrell, Joseph Day, Kinlaw, Gregory. Those four can all play, and then we still have Gibbons and Beal Jr. to be backups. So those guys can all handle that. And then if Young needs to rotate in every now and then to give someone a breather, by all means, go ahead. Um, I agree that we should sit Greenlaw because he breaks a little bit easier. I think we should definitely sit Warner because the heart and soul of that defense rolls through Warner. I don't think Warner should see the field at all um we have i will not argue that (laughs) yeah we have burks winters flanagan fouls and graham that can all four play linebacker so we typically only play with two linebackers on the field at any given time anyways so that's fine burks is not 
Burks is not bad. When we have three linebackers out there those couple times, it's Burks, and he's honestly not bad. Yeah, so, I mean, that's four linebackers to cover two spots. We should be good to go for that. And, again, probably Greenlaw is going to have to dress, probably. So, I mean, you know, if worst comes to worst, we'll have to go out there. I would tell him to just not really tackle anybody. Um, Ward should sit. There's no way that Ward should be out there. Um, but all Oh, the yeah, rest- the – I forgot the cornerbacks. Should we rest Demo and just have Oliver take the brunt of uh, this game too? I don't think you... So if we rested Ward and Demo, then that would put Oliver... There's not it'd enough be... corners to do that with. It'd be Oliver, it... Womack, and Thomas is going to be out because of his thumb. Like, Thomas is going to be out. Ooh, yeah, yeah, we might not have any, we might not have any so... more corners. You'd have to call unless they have somebody. Well, could you call up Verrett from the practice squad again? So if you can call up Verrett from the practice squad, then okay. Um, so I guess I would probably sit. I would probably sit Lenore. I would sit Ward and Lenore if I can. If I can't, then Lenore has to play. Ward is not going to see the field. So I guess let me let me break it down this way. I'll give you the guys that should not see the field for me. I'll give you the guys that, that should not see the field. I don't care what happens in this game. I don't care if we have to play 11 on 10. These guys should not <laughs> see the field for me. Ward should not see the field for me. Warner should not see the field for me. Bosa should not see the field for me on defense. And then on offense, Trent should not see the field for me. Kittle should not see the field for me. And Purdy should not see the field for me. None of those guys should see the field for me. Those guys should all be, in my mind, just inactive, just completely inactive on the roster for week 18. The other guys that I mentioned that that we went through, maybe you have to still have them active just because you have to fill out the 48-man roster and you've got to have guys that can go in in a pinch if something happens. But I still... Just come in in an emergency. Yeah, like I said, like Ronnie Bell's been running routes. Like, Brandon, I need you to go out and just run a route so that Ronnie can get some wind. (laughs) You know, I mean, like, okay, fine. But those guys that I mentioned, those six players that I mentioned, those guys should just not see the field at all. Yeah. No, I I honestly couldn't agree more. I I guess I was trying to approach this in a kind of pragmatic, just kind of like we kind of have to play some of these guys. Like, what's the the most acceptable – I don't know. We don't we we don't have time or the knowledge to go into like snap counts or stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, the the guys for the those mandatory guys, let's call them the like who we feel like mandatorily should not be on there. Yeah, I can get on board. I, I can get on board with Warner and Bosa and Williams. I don't know who the hell could argue Williams should be out there. He pulled his groin last week. He's lucky he didn't re-pull it against Washington. Like <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, in and honestly, Purdy. I would love to see Sam Darnold out there the entire game. What what the hell does Purdy have any business being out there? I I couldn't agree more with that either. <laughs> well, and, and to me, so it like compounds things, right? Like if you put Purdy out there, then you have to put Debo and Ayuk and Kittle out there, right? Because like you're not yeah. going to put Purdy out there and put Conley and Bell out there because then that's like stupid. Like why would you why would you bother, right? Like that's dumb. So like to me, it compounds the problem. If you put Purdy out there, then you have to play the other guys around him because you're not going to play your starting quarterback. If you're not also playing your starting receivers, that's just, that just makes 
things a mess. So to me, you just sit Purdy, then you can just sit your starting wide receivers too, and you can just play all the backups as starters. Yeah, I I agree. I <laughs> sorry, I am just kind of um, I did a space a little bit there, but um, but no, the yeah, I'm not really sure where else. I'm trying to think. There's no one else really on special teams that is worth talking about. Um, well, I mean, you got, I mean, we only have one to... kicker, one punter. I mean, so I mean, you got to play those guys. I mean, that is what it is. So, I mean, those guys are fine. You just hope, yeah, you hope that nothing happens to to Jake or Mitch in, in the or Tabor in the in the circumstances of what's going on. So, but you know, they should be. Fine. It's been, it's been four months. I think we're gonna, I mean, I could be jinxing us right now. Maybe we should just, uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting, honestly, to see. Go to the sponsor the fast. Go to the sponsor fast. <laughs> yes, yes. And my inner God between Lady Luck and my terrible internet, I'm gonna God, I'm gonna have to take some medicine and calm down. Oh, <laughs> I jumped the gun on that. <laughs> uh everything's just going haywire today. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and take this as a sign. You need to go to our sponsor, RoyalRetros.com. What is RoyalRetros.com? Is your go-to place to get an authentic throwback jersey? Uh, football fanatics like us, you're here for 49ers podcast. They have the candlestick collection right now. It's all 49ers themed. There's a couple Giants baseball themed items in there too. If you find something you like, go ahead and throw it in your cart and use the promo code Shady Sports to get 10% off of your entire order. Again, it's Shady Sports when you check out at RoyalRetros.com. It helps out the show. It helps out the network. Go get yourself an authentic throwback jersey today. Okay, cool. It didn't freeze. Um, <laughs> so, um, as you see below us, we started a hashtag owner standards over player standards, hashtag owner accountability. This kind of got inspired all the way back with Daniel Snyder and all the fiasco that was going on with Washington. And it spilled over into our own de facto owner. Technically, the, the family owns it, but Jed York, he's been caught up in his own little bit of scandal. And then of course, now we can see what's going on with uh, Tepper and the, uh, the the Panthers. Tepper's his name, right? Am I getting that right? Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, the fact that... Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that uh, owner standards are not the same as player standards. We see a player get in trouble the day they get in trouble. There's no hiding it under the rug. There's no hush-hush. Uh, the owners are just not held to the same accountability standards as a player. So that's inspired us to start this hashtag that you see below us. And on top of that as well, uh, we are selling t-shirts on bonfire.com. This first one is just the more standard t-shirt with our hashtag and our motto on there, owner standards over player standards, hashtag owner accountability. We have a couple different colors you can get that in. You can get it as a long sleeve, a sweatshirt, a sweater, uh, you can see all your options there. Prices starting at $22.99 and all the proceeds from all these shirts I'm about to show you are going to be going to a crisis center in Kentucky. The second shirt is the owner standoff that we first had uh, back when we were doing the Daniel Snyder specific campaign. We decided to bring it out for this campaign as well. And once we close the campaign for the crisis center, the shirt will not be uh, available anymore. So go ahead and get it now. If you like it, it will not be part of our standard catalog once we are done. The next shirt is our album art, or our podcast art. We're not a CD. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is what you see when you find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. If you listen instead of watch us on YouTube, 
the alternate cover art is here with the goalposts and the peanuts. Uh, again, different uh, styles if you don't just want a t-shirt and different colors as well. And then our last shirt is our Niner Nuts peanut eating a bowl of peanuts while wearing his 49ers hat, cheering that we got the number one seed. Don't read too much into a peanut eating peanuts. I don't know if that's cannibalism, and I'm not going to speculate on that. So, so anyway, all those shirts. Again, the proceeds, we do not want any of these shirts to give us any profit. We're going to donate all the money from, from the proceeds to a crisis center in Kentucky. And tying into owner accountability, we got some good news. Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, did get fined $300,000 for spilling, well, not spilling, throwing that drink at a fan in Jacksonville when they lost their game. It was Jacksonville, right? I'm not getting that wrong. Yeah. Did they? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he did spill his drink on a Jags fan and got fined pretty hefty for that. So that was some pretty fantastic news to see. So. I think with that, uh, Eric, do you have anything news related that you want to share real quick before we sign off? Uh, no, I didn't see anything news related. I mean, I guess probably the only piece of news that happened that we didn't really cover because it happened after we taped last week was kind of the Broncos uh, sort of jerking Russell Wilson around. Um, I have no love for Russell Wilson for all the times that he has tormented and tortured the 49ers over the years as the Seahawks quarterback, but uh kind of crappy the way that they did him out there in Broncos land uh with his contract and uh just sort of benching him so that they didn't pop the injury guarantee by accident with him getting hurt or something like that so and now they're going to apparently reset and move on and Russell Wilson's going to be looking for a new team this next offseason and by my count there's about just shy of a dozen teams that could use him so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up I we don't really have time to go way into it I no, I he was the bane of my my existence for a while. But in seeing more and more come out about like what the front office has been really doing, it seems way more nefarious than other benchings. It seems I don't know. Th th this one just seems a little bit more shady than some of the other ones. Like it feels less business transactional, more, and it feels way more personal this time. Like because I don't know. You can argue that he has not been playing very good, but he's not been playing like that bad like oh he's I been guess my good last this year. season he's got like three thousand guess... like 3600 yards and like 24 touchdowns something like that i mean he's been good this season he brought the broncos back from being crap at the beginning of the season so i mean well, it's yeah, just the it it kind of plays into your hashtag that you have down here at the bottom right that we run with right you know owner standards player standards right we we shit on oh, earmuffs we shit on players all the time when they fight for money and they and they push for money and they want these big money deals and they want all this guaranteed money and we kind of get a bunch of you know or we get all frustrated and and furious that the players are getting all this money but at the same time what happens when owners do this kind of stuff to players right you know i mean wilson's got guaranteed money and stuff coming to him and they're just sitting him for no reason other than just to basically mess with his money so, I mean, like, where's that wash out at? It's it's a whole thing. Yeah, the owner's definitely... The owner's definitely letting Sean Payton have a lot, a lot, if not, like, all the control. And it seems yeah. like that Payton's relationship with him is just... Yeah, he's basically telling the owner to eat this money because I don't want this guy as my quarterback. 
and that's yeah, unfortunate and- for Russell. I I do feel bad for him because I'm a human, and no, that just kind of sucks that he's getting cut for that petty a reason. And yeah. I don't. We've already talked about how much I don't like Sean Payton before, but um. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. So anyway, guys, we play again Sunday at 4.30 against the Rams. We are going to be back on Friday with James to do our last regular season parlay episode of the year before we get into the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys for joining us. Our outro music is River Road by Justin Muth. We'll catch you on Friday. Go Niners. Oh, beat the Rams. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. And... And cut. I forgot to do that last time. River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. River Road, where have all the women gone? Have they kissed her hand and waved you bye-bye? They thought about crossing your double yellow lines River Road, they love the way you whine and cry